Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining me on the Live to 110 podcast. Today, we're talking to Dr. Libby Darnell about EMF exposure, which is exposure to electromagnetic fields and how you can detect your level of EMF exposure and protect yourself in your home and protect the health of your family and your children and your pets because guaranteed they are being negatively impacted in their health by exposure to EMFs from their computers, the cell phones, the uh, smart meter in your home, the electrical wires uh, running into your home and in the ground and cell phone towers. And there's so many sources of exposure today, even your kitchen appliances and, you know, sleeping with your wireless internet on and then your neighbors all have wireless internet. There's so many sources of exposure. And this is a dramatic uh, reason why so many people have health issues today and even many diagnoses of cancer. So listen up. This is a very important podcast that you need to take action on today. And I had a fantastic weekend. I spent the weekend with my daughter and a girlfriend of mine and her son. And we went to Disneyland all weekend and uh, really had a fun time. And it was just so nice to take some time off work and spend some time with family uh, because I, I definitely work way too hard <laughs> trying to get all of you guys healthy. And I absolutely love what I do. I'm so blessed and I just love waking up every day excited to you know, learn about health and to teach others about health and figure out how to get the word out to the most number of people. And uh, really am, am blessed to do my calling every single day. But it does take a toll. You know, I work 12 hours a day, usually six days a week. Um, so it was nice to take some time out for family. And, and I urge you guys to do the same, have some downtime and just give that to yourself. But before we get into the podcast, we need to talk about the disclaimer. Please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please keep in mind this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. So please consult your healthcare practitioner before doing anything that we suggest today on the show. And you guys, I'm so excited, you know, that my book is coming out on Amazon. It is called Limitless Energy, How to Detox the Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. And uh, definitely I'm going to have a little chapter on EMF in there because it's, uh, it's a huge factor in fatigue. And so are toxic metals. There's so many toxic metals in our environment, arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, cesium, that disrupt mitochondrial functioning. Our mitochondria are like little cells, the little organelles actually inside of our cells. And when you have some of these toxic metals, uh, they interfere in nutrient absorption into our mitochondria that make our body's energy. They're, the mitochondria are little cells powerhouses. And when they are starved in nutrients or, you know, disrupted in their function in other ways by these toxic metals, you're not able to make energy at the level that you should be, at the level that your body is capable of. So if you want to learn more about this in depth, go purchase my book on Amazon. It's called Limitless Energy. You just search for Limitless Energy. There'll also be a link in the show notes to my book as well. 
and um, it'll be available April 29th. You can still purchase it right now, pre-order on April 29th. You'll get a little download into your phone or your iPad or your computer into your Kindle reader, and you can check that out. Pretty soon, we'll also have the paperback and the Audible version as well. Very excited about that. Our guest today is Dr. Libby Darnell. She is the founder of Revive Living and creator of the Revive Life program. She helps high achieving women live their healthiest and happiest lives so that they can leave an impact and create a legacy. Dr. Libby is a functional health practitioner and doctor of chiropractic. She works with patients dealing with everything from electromagnetic sensitivity exposure to heavy metal toxicity and adrenal fatigue. Dr. Darnell graduated from Palmer College of Chiropractic in 2010 and founded Planet Chiropractic and Health Solutions with her husband, Dr. Jeremy Darnell in West Dundee, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Dr. Darnell has written her own nutrition programs, taught hundreds of one-on-one workshops throughout the Chicagoland area on health and happiness, and won Illinois Top 10 Chiropractor in 2016. After getting multiple referrals from her local coach, Coaching clients, Dr. Darnell created her online coaching university in order to help her transform the lives of her clients internationally. You can learn more about Dr. Libby Darnell at revivedliving.com. Libby, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to everyone. Why don't you tell the listeners a little about yourself and how you got into the work that you're doing today? Absolutely. Uh, So I'm the founder of Revived Living, and that's a virtual coaching business, health coaching business. However, I started um, in a brick and mortar office. I'm in the Chicagoland area, and my husband and I opened up our office in 2010. And we are chiropractors by trade. And, um, you know, fast forward to today, now we've got an integrated practice here. Uh, with wonderful, wonderful team members. But we, so when we opened in 2010, um, totally busted our butt. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of your listeners can appreciate that. You you start out a business and you just do whatever you can to power through and to make it successful. And we were wonderfully successful. However, I totally tanked my health doing that, you know, and I, again, I'm sure listeners can resonate with like working 12 hours a day for years and then wondering why all of a sudden it, your hair is falling out, uh, <laughs> your skin is terrible, your di- digestion is a wreck and you can't really, you know, even now articulate the words in your head anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> and so that kind of started this journey for me anyway into exploring the, the EMF side of things. So the electromagnetic frequency side of things and learning all about that. And really that's kind of just how I uh, got into it in a real quick and condensed version. And EMFs are something that I think a lot of people may know about or just not on their radar. I think even myself, I knew about it for years and really didn't pay much attention to it. I was busy doing other things and and focusing on other aspects of my health. So for anyone who doesn't know, why don't you tell us what exactly are EMFs? Yeah. So electromagnetic frequencies are also known as, so EMFs can also be called EMR, electromagnetic radiation. And essentially, when do you and I vibrate at a certain frequency? Every plant, every animal, uh, every living creature has its own vibrational frequency. And we've been doing that since the dawn of time. And all of a sudden electricity is introduced and you think about how, you know, in the grand scheme of, of the, Uh, existence of the earth, how 
what a blip on the radar electricity is. And so we're just now beginning to see the health ramifications of this. But essentially, anything that uses electricity, whether that's your refrigerator, your television, your wireless network, your car, whatever that might be, produces a very foreign, very different frequency. And that happens to interfere with our own natural vibrational frequency. So on a cellular level, and for those of you that you know don't really care about the science side of things, tune me out for a second. But um, for the people that are interested in kind of the cellular level type stuff, um, we all have atoms, you know, electrons, protons, neutrons, electrons. And so what happens is our electrons, when we're exposed to this foreign frequency, will actually kind of draw toward that source. And as we move away from the source, now they're oscillating in space. They're moving around in space and they weren't designed to do that. You know, our electrons are designed to be exactly in one spot. And so now we've got these oscillating electrons. Um, on another level, we have something called photons, and photons you can kind of think of as the conductor of your body's symphony. So they organize your body in a sense of space and in, in a sense of time. And what happens is those photons, when they're exposed to that frequency, become in complete disarray. They have now there's you know all these instruments out there that in your orchestra that have no idea what they're doing. Nobody's leading them, and that's really represent representing what your body's doing. So uh, because of that, people that are sensitive to EMFs, which is everybody to a certain extent, ha can have so many different symptoms because it can, it can affect everything in your body. So for me, when I was exposed to this and I was running um, a bowel meridian, for those people that don't know what a bowel meridian machine is, it uses acupressure points to test for sensitivities and clients. And I was running that machine 12 hours a day because I loved it, got great results for people. But, uh, and it's totally safe to be tested on a machine like that. But for me, I totally tanked. I mean, I got to the point where I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I would sleep, if I could sleep 12 hours, I would still wake up not refreshed. And fast forward a couple of months of doing that, I one point turned my husband in and I said, if I start hearing voices, I won't be surprised. I mean, I was going crazy. And, uh, you know, you and I are similar. We're founded in science. We're intelligent people, right? And so for to have me feel like I was going crazy, I just knew I'm like, okay, something caused this. Something, there is a cause. And if I can find the cause, there's got to be a solution. I had the same experience where wow. I moved from, Mal I live, I'm living in Malibu, and where there's very few homes or the home, a lot of the homes are not occupied, so they don't have a wireless internet. And there's not yeah. a lot of cell phone towers, and it's just very calm and serene. And so I was, I had slept better than I'd ever slept in my life when I was living there. And then, unfortunately, um, my husband and I split, and then I moved to a home I've owned for a long time in central Los Angeles, which is probably yep. EMF capital of the planet after, yep. <laughs> after New York or something. And uh, so in uh, over a few month period, maybe six months, I realized I just was sleeping terribly. And I was waking up every morning like I'd been hit by a truck and just exhausted and, and taking every supplement to go to sleep and all the little tool the little tricks I had in my bag weren't working anymore and it was really affecting my my mood and my attitude and uh it's was really disruptive and it, I finally I finally figured it out that it was EMFs yeah. that were causing that and so how else can EMFs uh, affect our bodies and what kind of symptoms can people have yeah so 
I kind of think of it like how we all have a bucket that we are filling with toxicity every day. And so depending on what else is in your bucket, that's what kind of symptoms you can deal with. So I know that you work with clients with heavy metal toxicity issues. And so one of one of my clients who had a heavy metal toxicity issue and then also got exposed to a high level of EMFs really quickly because uh, her landlord installed a smart meter right by her bedroom, which we can talk about that. Um, but so it was like a, it, she ended up being kind of a walking magnet. So she, where she had metal in her body, she actually had some pain. Now that's really advanced. Um, but if you've got, let's say somebody who's also dealing with Lyme disease, you know, so you've got this biotoxic illness that they're going through and you give them EMFs. To me, it, it's, all it's going to do is heighten whatever you're already going through. So um, somebody else who's also having adrenal fatigue problems like you and I both were experiencing when it's, you know, you've got who you can't even get out of bed anymore and it, you tank really quickly. Well, then it's just going to heighten that experience. So it's almost like a magnifier to whatever is going on. And if you think about you and myself, when we were going through this and we're smart people, we're in the healthcare profession, we know what we're doing. Had we been the the average person who works a different type of job, what would we have done when we kind of lost our health that way? We, I mean, I would have been committed. I would have been on psychotropic medications. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how bad that got. So I think about that. It's like, if this was as hard as it was for you and I to figure out the problem, there are people out there that are dealing with this that I know can see so much major relief doing the things that you and I are going to talk about now. So I'm so excited for people listening to really get some concrete answers to things that they're dealing with. Yeah. And so what kind of symptoms do you think people would be having? I mean, I presume like brain fog and yep. maybe just to help people identify some of the yeah. the, the issues and things that might be feeling. Yes. I mean, for me, I definitely felt anger and frustration because I wasn't sleeping. Yep. <laughs> and oh, people yeah. get pretty crabby when they're not sleeping. What are some other things they might be yeah. experiencing? So there's a huge list, which can get frustrating for people, but yeah. so anxiety, brain fog, major fatigue, um, people with acute exposures are going to get, uh, skin issues. I mean, you could almost kind of walk into a room once you're already very sensitive and then you get another exposure, you're going to notice skin problems. You can have hair loss, um, really acute issues are going to, you can even have some bleeding disorders, you know, that come up for no apparent reason at all, um, and widespread pain. So I've seen a lot of people that get end, you know, end stage diagnoses of things like fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, that's what, um, a lot of people end up getting diagnosed with not, not just the, the mental health side of things with d major depression, bipolar, manic depressive issues. So those are some of those, the end stage, but it, it can scope kind of in all in that range as far as symptoms go. So even something as standard as headaches, I, for me right now, I, I will get a, a headache in my left temple every time I'm exposed to EMFs. And even my team will notice it now. They'll say, Oh, we've got to, you know, we've got to fix her because usually we're flying or something, you know, you're exposed to a high level of radiation when you're flying. So for me, it's like right here. And so really specific headaches, uh, and major, major fatigue and brain fog for sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. You, you bring up pain and, and people can have weird sensitivities also. Mm -hmm. Like I was noticing when I'd have my computer on my lap, 
it got to the point where my thighs would be so irritated. Like mm -hmm. I could just feel they were uh, just, I, yep. I had to take my computer off of my lap. And then same thing with my hand. I was just holding my, my cell phone a lot. And I found my hand would start getting sensitive and mm -hmm. kind of bothering me and I'd have to put the phone down. And I wasn't yep. in pain or anything, but a more sensitive person might. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you think I say, I look at that as a blessing because your body is telling you it's giving you a pretty clear sign. Hey, Wendy, this has got to go, you know, yes. um, whereas, um, so for example, you know, this is just one example of sources of, um, electromagnetic free, uh, frequencies, but think about new cars nowadays that come out and they're spouted for being hot spots, you know? So we know that wireless is not good for us. Most people are aware of that. Um, but now we've got cars that generate their own, you know, wireless and their own network and you're tuning into them. And so I had a client who'd be driving down the road and when she was in the driver's seat, the right side of her face would go numb. And then when she was in the passenger seat, the left side of her face would go numb. <laughs> so that's how she realized, oh, this is a problem. And so when my husband and I bought a new car a couple of years ago, and it was a hotspot car, we had it tested. So um, we had Dave Stetzer come down, and he is a member of the IEEE. Don't ask me what that means because I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's an electrical engineer, and he's a senior member. You couldn't get a higher expert than him. And I just did an interview with him last, last week, actually on this topic. And so he, I mean, there's 8,000 studies out there to substantiate what you and I are talking about. This is not unknown. There's been research behind this for years and years. So this is not something that's, you know, a hoax or any sort of, you know, unproven science. But so when I had him test our car, we had a infant at that time and I had him take his high frequency analyzer and actually test the car seat where my son sits mm. and that the uh, analyzer he uses will go up to 2000 units and it was off the charts. It couldn't even register the amount of EMFs that were coming into the, my, you know, my little baby's car seat. And, um, uh, and that's an important thing that I wanted to mention because kids are so much more sensitive to this stuff than you and I are. Um, so if they're, if, you know, people out there are listening, the, the people that you want to start working on are your children. And when I'm saying working on, I mean, you know, remediating their bedrooms, getting the dirty electricity out, turning your wireless off, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so part of how our bodies work, our cells work is by electromagnetism. Mm -hmm. And for millions of years, we walked on the ground barefoot, we laid on the ground uh, and in our caves or whatever. And our bodies over millions of years evolved to match the Earth's frequencies, to match mm -hmm. the Earth's electromagnetism. And that's uh, part of how nutrition gets into our cells and omega-3 fats gets into our cells and things of that nature. And so when you go from being grounded, so to speak, that's a, guys have probably heard a lot about grounding and mm -hmm. grounding mats and grounding shoes and all these new things. It's really just about trying to go back to how we were for millennia and trying to recreate that that ancient environment where we were grounded and mm -hmm. can you uh, speak a little bit about that yeah absolutely uh so and uh, when it comes to grounding and how you end up feeling better when you ground what you're actually doing is you're discharging so all this excess energy that we're exposed to uh because we wear rubber-soled shoes 
you know, that, that energy can't come into our bodies and flow out through our feet into the ground like it's meant to. So if you're walking around barefoot, that's how it works. You're exposed to energy. It goes down through you just like a wire out into the earth and you're discharging and you can measure this. So, um, I actually, when I was tested, I actually had an EKG hooked up to me and we measured the voltage that was running through my body. And then once I was grounding or earthing or discharging, whatever you want to call it, I went back to neutral. And so that's how that, that system works. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't work as efficiently in America, in England, and in Australia. And I'm going to talk about why. We run on something called the Y energy system. And so essentially all it means is instead of having energy come from our grid, flow through power wires to our homes, and then back you know, power our homes, then back through the grid, back along a neutral wire, it doesn't work that way. What we've done is we've actually put in grounding rods along the way. So now about 70% of all the electricity that's powering our homes travels back to the grid system through the ground. So this has been um, tested and proven over and over again when it comes to farm animals. You know, we can't really test humans. But so they can test farm animals and see, we'll actually measure the voltage within those cows and then see an increase in uh, miscarriages, an increase in birth defects, and a massive decrease in milk supply. Mm. So farmers are actually remediating this problem because it's costing them money. You know, it's costing them a, a lot of money. So for me, when I was at my sickest, I would actually go outside and I would, I mean, I'm in Chicago, it was winter, and I would lay almost completely naked in my backyard. That's how much I needed to feel better. And it did work for me. But we do have to talk about the fact that now our ground does have a certain amount of electricity that actually runs through it. So um, that's why a lot of these studies that are done to show the effects of grounding, discharging, whatever you want to call it, they're actually done in um, countries that don't have that same system. Um, now, we could fix that. So in America, we could fix that with really by just simply increasing the size of our neutral wire that returns to the grid system, it would be able to handle all of that electricity um, or just simply putting up another small one like we have, but that costs money. So you and I both know that unless there, there are enough people speaking loudly enough on an issue, that's not going to happen. Um, but along those lines, because of that inefficient energy system, we're also seeing something called dirty electricity in our homes. And so um, there's a really good book called Dirty Electricity by Samuel Milham. And um, that goes through this time. It's super short uh, and it's really easy to read. And um, it's a quick read and I love it because he goes through, um, he's a medical doctor and he goes through how he discovered the introduction of electricity into America started to correlate, I mean, to the letter with increased childhood leukemia and all sorts of issues because we're actually having this excess energy come out through our outlets. So if we're not using it all, if we're not using all of this energy and it's this really inefficient system, it ends up coming out and affecting our bodies even more. Hmm. Yeah. So, and that's something that your listeners can actually measure in their home in a really inexpensive way. If you get something called a stetzerizer meter, that's what I use and I actually give to clients. So a stetzerizer meter 
um, is about $125. And in your show notes, you could link to the website uh, and tell them where to get that. But you can actually plug it into your outlets and it will measure uh, the amount of dirty electricity coming out of your outlets. Now, the great thing about that is it's so easy to fix. It's incredibly easy to fix. Uh, You just plug in a dirty electricity filter and it will completely solve that problem. So for me, I mean, the second I introduced those filters, I had like an overnight improvement. And I have had, I, I could, you know, talk for a long time just on the improvements that I've seen clients have. Um, you know, I had uh, actually a good friend of mine who was having all sorts of unexplained health issues, lives a very healthy life, just like you and me, and was uh, ended up becoming massively sick in the hospital all the tests in the world couldn't tell him what was going on. And the second he tested where he works every day, eight hours a day, these meters will read up to 2000 and you want to be under 50. And his office was testing at 1850. So the second he plugged those filters in, his health went, I mean, it was immediate overnight response. So, um, for listeners, I would recommend if you, uh, you know, if you ha- if you have children, especially, test their rooms and at least get some filters in their rooms right away. Um, that would be a great place to start. And what is what is the filter? Is there like a brand that you recommend, yep. or yes. how do those work? Mm-hmm. Is it something yes, that you so, just plug in? Is it like an outlet yes. thing you plug in? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I can actually. I'm just going to reach down real quick. Yeah, and show, show us. We want to see it for. The audio listeners, you're going to have to go to YouTube or the blog post on liveto110.com to see what we are talking about. Yes. So this is a Stetzer filter. So this was actually um, invented by Dave Stetzer, who I interviewed last week and who also tested my home years ago. So he's an electrical engineer. And the really cool thing about him and the reason I like talking about him is because he created this filter because people are getting sick, but he never, I mean, he was just giving them away. You know, he already had a good business rewinding motors. Don't ask me what that means in an electric. I mean, I don't even know, but I I walked through his factory. I'm like, this is crazy. But, um, so he already had a really successful business, but people were getting sick. He knew the cause, he knew how to fix it. And so he started making these filters and people, you know, overnight felt better and had health improve. I mean, we're talking end stage cancer, years of infertility issues, you you name it. I mean, he's got uh, MS, you know, people that have, have, really bad, um, MS saw remission within, you know, two weeks. I mean, that kind of stuff is crazy. And, you know, he has pre and post MRI scans of all these people, but, um, so he now sells them just enough to like turn a minimal profit. And, um, you know, for him, it's more of about a mission rather than it being about, uh, a business cause he doesn't need it. Now there are other people out there who make filters that are around the same price point that essentially just ripped off his filter because it's not a patentable item in the United States. Um, but that I like him as a, as an individual, since he's the one that created it in the first place. So that's the one that I like to talk about. So there are Stetzerizer meters and they're Stetzer filters just named after him. Oh, um, cool. So flutterbusters.com is one source and that's actually, um, I can talk a little bit about, uh, the owner of that store. And then also if they go to stetzerelectric.com, okay. um, and that is spelled S T E T 
Z-E-R. Now, if you want somebody to come to your home and test your home for you, which is great because not, yes, you can do the meter on your own and actually put in the appropriate number of filters in your home, to, uh, all on your own. But if you want somebody to come and actually test, like I had them test my invisible fence for my dog, which was fine by the way. <laughs> and, um, I didn't know, but there's a cell tower south of my house and you can't see it unless it's the dead of winter and there are no leaves and I can just see a trace. But right where I was nursing my son every day, he found that I needed to just get a simple window film that totally blocks it hundred percent. Mm. And then I had him, um, test things that I had bought specifically to be EMF friendly. And there's a lot of products out there, unfortunately, that don't work. Like I bought an EMF friendly baby monitor because a baby monitor, you think about that, it's sending a wireless signal. So it's going to have some amount of frequency it has to, otherwise it, it wouldn't work just like a cell phone. You know, the only way to have an e, a zero EMF cell phone is to turn it off or yeah. put it in air, airplane mode. You know, if it, if it's going to work at all, it's transmitting an EMF. But, um, so that, that baby monitor that here I thought we were, you know, doing a good thing was total waste of money. It was, I mean, off the charts when we measured it. And then I bought from bellyarmor.com. Um, I bought these uh, EMF blankets and they have clothing and they've got uterine wraps for pregnant women. Mm. Those work 100%, 100%. They block it all. So whenever I fly with my son, I'm using those uh, belly armor blankets and I give those to um, clients and to, you know, friends that are having kids. Cause I think that's so important. Cause again, you're, we think about this when you are pregnant and you fly and you know, when you go through the airport security, they won't let you go through those scanners. Cause they know, you know, that it's not good for your unborn child. But then as soon as your child's what, two years old, now it's totally safe. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think about that. So, and the last time that I flew actually, cause I know you opt out all the time. So the last time I flew, I always feel bad. Cause you know, you're inconveniencing a TSA agent. They kind of tend to give me a hard time. They didn't when I was pregnant, but they do now. Well, so the last time I was flying, this TSA agent said, Hey, that's a great choice. And it uh, totally caught me off. It, it caught me off guard. And I was like, Oh really? And he goes, yep. I think that's a great choice. Everybody should make that choice. And I'm like, oh, so it's spreading. It's yeah. spreading. <laughs> yes. But um, so if somebody wanted to actually have someone come to their home and get their home tested and just take care of the problem and uh, fix that, it, that would they would go to flutterbusters.com okay, and that's yeah. where um, you could have somebody actually come out and get and get tested. So, um, so for example, I had just totally uh, remodeled our entire house and we had installed all these really cool dimmer switches and okay, well of course then we go around and we test all these dimmer switches and you think like, let's just use logic. So an amount of energy is supposed to come out through your light bulbs. Now, if you dim it down, where's it going to go? If you stop it from going through your light bulb, it's going to come out into the surrounding area. And that's exactly what we were able to test and show. And I mean, it's just really cool because you'll, when you get your home tested, you see it all, you know, it's, it's indisputable evidence on this really expensive equipment that they test with. But for the average person, I would start by, if people could do this immediately, I would start by putting your Wi-Fi on an outlet timer. So um, you think about uh. your Christmas lights right? So you have your Christmas lights and you're going to plug your Christmas lights in to turn on and off at a certain time. We'll just get the exact same timer. You can get them on Amazon for like $4 or go to Home Depot or Menards and plug your Wi-Fi in so that if you have to have your Wi-Fi, that at least it's off at night so that you and your children get, you know, hopefully eight hours not exposed to that frequency. Um, 
And the reason I recommend that is because I'm fully aware that some people listening have like a Nest thermostat or have all their appliances that are hooked up to their Wi-Fi. So it's not like they can just turn it off right now and never have it again. In an ideal world, yes, we're going to be hardwired into into a cable for our internet. We're not going to have our wireless long term. But if you can start by just turning it off eight hours a day, think about how much less exposure you have then over the course of a lifetime, especially for your children. Yes. That would be huge. I love that idea of having it on a timer. So important because, you know, you have to, if you're going to just turn it off at night, like a lot of people are doing, I mean, you have to be mindful of that and you're going to forget probably half the time. And there's so many other sources as well. So let's talk about the electric smart meter which I made a huge mistake about five years ago. It was about four or five years ago. They asked me like, hey, do you want to switch over to our newfangled electric smart meter? And then we as the electric company don't have to spend our time and money coming to your home to measure your meter. And I said, of course. And now I'm exposed on a daily basis to a massive amount of EMFs uh, because of the the really strong Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi signal that's sent out by this. So can you talk about that and how you can protect yourself from your electric meter? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So depending on what state you're in, you may have the option to opt out. So I was talking with someone last month who is in Utah and um, she was able to uh, call and pay to have someone actually you know, switch it out and then just come once a month to test uh, or to check, you know, her, her usage of energy. So that's how they're measuring um, the amount of energy that they want to bill you for, right? That's how the utility company is figuring out what Wendy is going to pay every month. So you might have that option, but first off, if you want to know what you have, you go outside and you look and you're looking on the exterior of your house for a circular uh, metal meter. And it's either going to have if it's going to be an analog, meaning a healthy old school type meter, it's going to usually have five clocks on it, like five clock looking dials on it. That's an old analog meter. They have to walk through your yard to, to read that. Now, if you've got a digital meter, that it means instead of seeing those five clocks, you're going to see a little digital uh, display on there. It could remote possibility be wired meaning it's not going to be sending that wireless signal. It could be wired. You're going to want to call your utility company and ask. And the way that you want to word this is because I've had people lie (laughs) is you want to say, how is the, how is my usage transmitted to you? Is it transmitted through a wire or through space? Okay. If it's transmitted through a wire, that's okay. If it's transmitted through space, the next question is how often is it transmitted? Some people it's only transmitted once a month. Some people it's every 90 days. Most people it's every 20 seconds. Yeah. And the issue with that is you can put, um, you can, you know, buy some of these smart meter guards. So they make a guard that will actually, uh, kind of house around it, but you want to make sure that there's something behind the meter. Because what you don't want to do, because if you think about that meter, the way that it looks, um, it's a circle. It's transmitting all throughout space, so mostly into your house. So if we just put a guard in front of it, what you're actually doing is now you're taking all of that signal and shooting it right into your house and making matters worse. So um, the best guards out there and lessemf.com has some of them. Um, And they also have lessemf also has a window. You know, if you've got a cell tower that is coming through your windows. It's not going to go through your walls. It's going to go through your windows. You can actually just put these little window guards on there, um, which are really great. So 
but you want to get a, a, a shield that's going to go behind the meter so that even if it has to go out into space, it's just not going into your house. Those are some of the worst offenders because they transmit such a high signal. If you think about how far that signal has to go, it's such a powerful signal uh, in order to get to utility company. Uh, and so that that one has huge people will notice it. I'm, I mean, most people, the second it's installed, can feel it. Your sleep suffers, your energy suffers, again, your ability to concentrate suffers. So you might not end up with MS, but you end up not living a quality of life all because of, you know, because of a smart meter. And so some people can opt out, they can call and ask to switch. And then some people um, don't have that option. But what then what you can do is you can just put in a, a good guard right behind it. Yeah, and then there's also, uh, like myself in my backyard, I have a gigantic electric pole with a million <laughs> wires coming out of it, wires going to my roof, wires going to all the neighbors, and I'm supplying mm. all of their energy and uh -huh. benefiting from all of their EMF emissions to power their houses. So mm. can you talk, and I've heard that the, the power lines are actually kind of a low EMF issue. There's definitely higher ones, like the smart meters, probably like one yeah. of the worst offenders. Can you talk a little bit about power lines? And yeah. we're all, we all, most people have some amount of power lines yes. near their house. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, so for you, you know, yes, the power line is going to be a problem, but then I also am wondering, okay, is the grounding rod right there? Because then that means that your ground is the highest charge. So for, if, do you have pets at all? I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think about them walking around out on this, like on this, this energy. And now that's in the, it's in the ground, but then also what happens is it gets into your water intake so this is, I mean, this is high level. Your, your listeners are listening to some pretty advanced stuff right now. But what happens is that that electricity comes in through your water intake, um, just like a magnet. And then when you touch your kitchen sink, that energy is coming out. Every time you touch it, it zaps and it actually comes in through your arms. Um, and the way that your muscle fibers are organized, it will go up into your arms because they're straight muscle fibers. The second it hits your chest, it starts to dissipate and stay right there. So for women that's going to be a huge chunk of electricity going right into your breast tissue. And um, so I had my house tested for this and it was, again, it was just this huge amount and I was getting zapped every single time I'm touching my, touching my uh, faucet. So that was a really simple fix. So for you, Wendy, if you've got one of those grounding rods right there, what I would do for your water intake, uh, you can a have somebody come out and test your home. Um, B, what I had is I called a plumber and I said, Hey, I've got my metal water pipe. Can you just break it up and put one piece of plastic tubing in there? Um, and so he just took out one section. I mean, it took him an hour. So I paid about an hour's of worth of labor. And then he just put in a PVC pipe and it just blocks. So now instead of having that all metal piping throughout your house, right near your water intake, you've got a plastic interruption. So it completely stops that uh, energy flow. Oh, I do have that. I do. I have awesome. copper pipes in my house, but near the sink and bathroom, there's, there's PVC from obviously yes. like old repairs or they just use yeah. plastic Great. instead of copper. It was cheaper. Probably. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would just, 
have everybody walk downstairs and look at their water intake and look at that. I mean, so when I had mine done, um, I know that that's not up to code. So when I sell my house, if they find it, I'm going to have to fix it, but that's okay. You know, but, um, it's really great to have it near water intake because then like even your shower heads and all that kind of stuff, it's, there's zero transmission. So, um, but yes, it's going to come. So long story short, yeah, it's going to be a problem in, uh, the power lines near your home and it could be transmitted through space. But the only way to know that would be again, to have somebody come and test it. So those meters that um, I talked about, the Stutzer meters, um, those aren't going to pick that up. The, something called an HF analyzer, high frequency analyzer, would actually read that. Now, that's really expensive equipment, and you have to have an advanced degree even to be able to interpret it. You know, I always tell people it's like a lab test. Yeah, you can pay to get some lab work done, but what you're really paying for is someone to interpret it and actually tell you what it means. And so for, you know, for me, when, even when I look at that equipment, I'm like, I have no idea what, all I know that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Speaking of talking about my pets walking on the ground, um, yeah. I do a bioenergetic scan called Ness Health with, yeah. with myself and my family, my animals, my clients, and my dog, uh, came up as being EMF sensitive on the skin (laughs) and I'm actually giving her an infaceutical, which has, you know, energies in it to protect her from EMF. And she's obviously very sensitive and was very ill prior to doing this type of program. And now she's so much better after just, after a couple months, massive improvement. So, and I know part of it is because of the EMF protection, Mm -hmm. mild EMF protection that Ness Health imparts. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk a little bit about, um, some of the other sources that can be in the home, like say, let's talk about, you know, the uh, electricity in the walls. So I know a lot of people are sleeping with their heads next to a wall, and that can dramatically be impacting their sleep. Can you talk a little about that? I know we touched on the dirty electricity before a little bit, but Yes, absolutely. So uh, when you're sleeping at night, you do have dirty electricity circulating, you know, through the wiring in your in your home simply because we've got this inefficient system set up. And so quick fix again is going to be to install some of those filters. But what what I see some of the biggest offenders are are having big appliances near where we're sleeping too. And that might be something like having a refrigerator motor on the other side of the wall or having your um your power, your power grid. Um, and I'm sorry, the, the term is evading me right now, but you know, all of your little switches, those little, you know, your fuse box. Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) We got there. So having that being on the other side, especially, you know, next to your kids walls, those things are going to be an issue as well. In addition to dirty electricity. So a good thing to do would be to obviously move beds away from where, from something like your fuse box that you can't move, right? That's in your house. It's not moving. So try to move your children's where your children are sleeping across the house to, you know, find where your, your smart meter is. If you have one, move their, their beds away from that. That's going to be a huge, huge benefit for them. And then also when you're sleeping at night, when one of the things that um, is a big, you know, hot button for me anyway, is, you know, people are always sleeping next to their cell phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean, like teenagers, they'll have their cell phone and they'll like have it underneath their head and they'll sleep near it all night long. And that is, you know, they've done imaging studies showing how it's impacting your brain. And uh, so I have a personal story about around this. So uh, my seven-year-old niece at the end of 2015 was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So she had a glioblastoma and, uh, it's inoperable. She was given two months to live and, um, her symptoms started out as, um, she just, she became this klutz 
kind of, kind of overnight. She was really klutzy and you could just tell when you looked at her, you know, when you just pick up something's not right. So, um, that was something that we picked up on right away. Um, but her, and her mother is a nurse and works for, uh, the Mayo clinic area. So she picked up on it right away too. And even then, you know, it was so advanced that she did end up passing, but while we were doing everything possible to try to heal, uh, Kiana, we measured her bedroom and we measured her school. And, um, you know, I can, I would be more than happy to um, send you some of those graphs if you want. But I mean, it's like, you can see these classrooms that our kids are exposed to and her bedroom was unreadable. It was off the chart. So here she was at school and, you know, the teachers in her school are having spontaneous late term miscarriages, which is not normal. And there, you know, she's had multiple teachers in that school uh, pass away from cancer at young, young ages, you know, so it's not just affecting her. Um, And then she was also sleeping there at night. Now, one of the things that we did is we went to Spain and we met with Dr. Hilu and uh, he is just an, a wonderful, wonderful person. He deals with blood analysis. So he'll take blood and he'll put it up on a big, you know, this huge microscope and kind of blow it up for you and walk you through layer by layer. And people that are EMF sensitive, instead of seeing freely flowing red blood cells through, through their bloodstream, they will be all clumped together. And when we were there, so we had six family members, four out of six of us looked like that. And Kiana was, I mean, her blood was barely circulating at that point. So, I mean, it was obviously there's variables and the extremes there, but we think about that. None of us had symptoms, but her yet four out of six of us showed up being that unhealthy. And I'd already been through my challenges. So here I was, you know, so much better, you know, on my healing journey and still looked like that. So, um, really the now, cause I was, uh, just visiting her, uh, family a few weeks ago. Now it's totally safe because they've plugged in their filters and they've moved some of those major big appliances. So, uh, just kind of give people a kind of rule of thumb. If you've got a big television set, you know, that's going to be drawing a ton of energy. So you put two extra filters there. A standard rule of thumb is you need two filters for a desktop computer. Um, and then they're totally safe. So, uh, and I will tell you, so Dave Setzer, who is the one of the big researchers in this area, you know, he's gone to Russia. Russia actually does studies on humans with this. They actually used EMFs as a weapon for a while because they know all the different frequencies that they can produce through dirty electricity and actually trigger certain types of cancers depending on which frequency they produce. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I mean, it's just crazy. To I mean, it might be a reason that microwaves are illegal there because they, right? they've done oh, the research. Yeah. You know. Yes. Oh, yeah, they have. They And they, they actually do study it on humans. Um, and so he actually flew out there and he spent a lot of time out there doing, um, this kind of research. And so he was the one when, uh, Kiana got sick, I just said, Hey, we're in Spain. Can you please go fix their home and, and then, um, fix their school. And so it's actually Kiana's father who owns Flutterbusters. And so now that's his mission in life is to go around testing homes and make sure that people don't run into the same issue. You know, they do have one other child, which is fabulous. Um, but losing a child definitely can spark a mission in some people and it absolutely has for him. So, uh, he has done wonderful, wonderful things to try to prevent the same thing from happening. Um, so with that said, um, another, you know, another big source that people could, uh, look into as far as a a source of, uh, electromagnetic frequencies for them is, you know, kids are on cell phones a lot. And there's a real simple fix. Obviously, if you can play a game in 
on your cell phone in airplane mode, that's totally safe. Totally safe. I mean, once your phone is in airplane mode, it's completely safe. So um, if you look at your children's games, see which ones they're playing. And I, I don't care how you do it. Some people will bribe, you know, they'll give them extra screen time if they'll get rid of the games that you can't play, you know, in airplane mode. Um, but that that's going to be rule number one. So let's say that your 16 year old teenage son refuses to not sleep with his cell phone. Well, bribe him to keep it in airplane mode and not plug it in. When it's plugged in, it's drawing dirty electricity from from your walls. So it's kind of like a double a double hitter. Um, not only are you getting the EMS from the cell phone, but now you're also pulling electricity from the wall. So if it's in airplane mode and it's not plugged in and you want to use it as your alarm clock, fine. But what I usually recommend for people is any appliance, whether it's your iPad, computer, use it when it's not plugged in. And when you're charging it, charge it far away from you. So uh, that kind of leads into the next one. If people use laptops, you know, a lot of listeners use laptops. When you're using it plugged in, it's using a different type of current. So unplug it, use it. It's now it's on AC current as opposed to, or DC current as opposed to AC current. It's, it's much, much safer for you. So like you had mentioned, you know, here you had your laptop in your lap. Well, and some people will have their laptop in their lap also plugged in and you know, that's, that's next to very important parts of our body that we want to make sure are working. Um, <laughs> we think about, you know, men, they, when it comes to sperm cells, you know, they're replicating sperm cells every 90 days, they get a new batch. Well, women are born with a finite amount of eggs. We get what we are born with and it dwindles. You know, we don't make new eggs. So for us, that's how important that is. Don't use your laptop in your lap. <laughs> yeah. They're going to um, turn into little sacks of granola. <laughs> I'm not going to eat eggs yeah. anymore. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and well, and then we think about that, you know, how many people are dealing with infertility issues and, oh, and then, you know, going through very expensive treatments to, to help, uh, to help with that topic when really, if we could remediate some of the things that we're doing at home, it would make such, such a big difference. Yeah. Sure. And I ended up getting a defender shield EMF soaker upper, whatever you call it. So I put yeah. my computer on top of that. And so that has helped tremendously. Oh yeah. Uh, not a hundred percent, but it's, I can still feel kind of some sensitivity on my thighs when I'm using it, but really try to focus more on when I'm working, having my computer on my desk rather than on my thighs. So I can protect my, my family jewels, you know, just in case. Um, and then I also have a, um, a little plastic device. It's called the Hedron. Uh, and there's many, many, many devices out there yeah. that you can just stick on your phone that will at least help protect you while it is on mm -hmm. and uh, really, really helpful. But I, I need actually need to get a sensor meter to find out if this is mm -hmm. actually working. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't really yeah. know. There's a lot of garbage sold out there. You have to be very careful. Yeah. Well, and I have one on my phone and I had it tested last week. Didn't work at all. I was super bummed about that. But um, and I don't obviously I don't want to say what it was just because I don't want to bash this company. Um, but there are lots of models out there. And I know uh, Dave has said that people keep sending him stuff to test and um, like with biomats, you know, people are plugging biomats in. Well, the interesting thing about that is they work as long as you don't plug them in. <laughs> so, so there are mats that actually have, um, metal woven through them. And so when you stand on this metal and it's the same thing as if you stood on aluminum foil, but you can buy a nice looking mat if you want to. And when you stand on it, you're actually give your body a way to discharge just like when you're earthing. So you can stand on that mat and discharge into the mat. But when you plug it in, in America, 
in, well, so in North America, Australia, or England, when you plug it in, you're plugging it into dirty electricity and you're actually charging up. Mm. Isn't that, I mean, and I watched him, I said, no, you can't. I've got clients that have spent thousands on biomats. You have to show me. And I watched, I mean, we tested it and you know, he, so he hooked up again, that EKG machine to me. And I actually filmed it. Cause I'm like, people are going to want to see this. <laughs> um, and so hooked up that EKG machine. I stood on the biomat, not plugged in. And I went back to neutral. As soon as he plugged it in, I ramped way, way up. So, cause we're drawing from dirty electricity. So, um, yeah, that was really disappointing. Cause I know so many people have spent money on things that if you take it like to Germany, that will work a hundred percent. But, but all these studies are usually not done here, but then we're using them here. And then that's where we run into issues. So I hope I didn't disappoint too many wow. people. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about grounding mats and I know there yeah. are a lot of people that I've looked at them too thinking, oh, wow, I should, I should have this. I, I should have this on my bed. And, yep. uh, but there are thousands of dollars. It's a very hefty investment. And aren't there sheets? I mean, there are sheets that have silver woven into them. Um, do you know yes. about those and how yeah. those can help? Yeah. Yes. I actually, so I use them and they're, I think, what was, what are, where did I get mine from earthing.com? Um, so those ha do have, um, metal woven into them and they're still very comfortable. You wouldn't know that they're any different, but you plug them into an outlet. Now I have filters in my house, so I don't have dirty electricity. So when I'm grounding using that technology, it works. But if you don't have filters in your house and you're, so you're already exposed to dirty electricity and now you plug it in, you're charging at night. And so that's where, um, people can run into problems and why some people have had miraculous recoveries when they're using this, as long as they aren't exposed to dirty electricity. And one of the questions that I do tend to get around that is, okay, I live in a house that was built in 1902. Is it going to be a worse offender than a newly built house? And the answer is it doesn't matter at all. There's no, there is no correlation with, um, the age that your house is and the amount of dirty electricity that you need. I can say that the average size home needs about 20 filters, but that varies <laughs> a lot, yeah, but 20. So in my house needed 60. Now, yeah, I do have a, a, you know, a pretty big home, but, um, my office when I, cause I did the same thing in my office and this is actually a really great story because our office manager, uh, she started, we promoted her. So she's working way more hours in her office. And we just thought, we're wondering like, is she just not happy? Because she just didn't seem happy. She was still great at her job, but she just didn't seem happy. Um, so we we're kind of like, wow, I wonder, you know, is there something going on at home? Does she not like it here? What's going on? Well, we had, um, Flutterbusters come in and test the office because we remodeled. So we needed to get it retested and installed the amount of filters we needed. And it was a lot less than average, just for whatever reason, our office is better than our home. And so it was a lot less than the average that were needed, but she, her performance like went through the roof immediately. It was like an overnight thing. And so we sat her down a few weeks later and we said, you know, we can just tell that there's something going on. What's, you know, what's the change? Not that it's our business. If it's not our business, don't tell us, but she pointed to the filters and she said, I don't know what those are, but you plug those in and I'm happier. Wow. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Great investment. That is an investment I will make over and over again if it's going to make our team happy. So, um, yeah, just another, another example. Yeah. And there is a lot of research out there showing that EMFs, uh, and cell phones cause cancer. And so, oh. and there's, a, there's a reason so many people are, are developing cancer and leukemia at younger and younger and younger ages. So this is no joke. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to listen to this podcast and take 
action uh, because yeah. your health undoubtedly is being affected to some degree by EMFs and it's only going to get worse as yeah. our refrigerators become wireless and give us information. And then I know people that have a couple cell phones uh, that they're yep. using and, you know, we're all guilty of uh, improperly uh, using electronics and leaving them plugged into the wall when they're not being used and charging our cell phone by our head and, and by our, our bed and doing all kinds of things like this. So I just urge everyone to really take heed of the advice that we've you know given um, on this podcast. Is there anything else you want to add to our conversation about EMFs? Yeah. So I've put together an action step guide for people. So if they want to get access to that, they can go to revivedliving.com forward slash EMF. So that's revivedliving.com forward slash EMF. And that's going to give you my top action steps when it comes to this topic. And the reason that I made that is because obviously some people are going to be listening to this and be completely overwhelmed. And, um, you know, there's one thing that we hadn't actually talked about, which was a simple one, like light bulbs, like getting rid of your CFLs, which is your swirly light bulbs that, um, not only do they have mercury in them and they leach mercury vapors out into the atmosphere, 70% of the mercury within the first three days, um, when you plug those in, but so just, just a simple switch, like unplugging those, putting in incandescence or, or LED LEDs, incandescents are zero emissions. Um, but so that action step guide will actually walk them through step-by-step. Step. And the thing that I like to recommend for people, because this is overwhelming, is print it out, cross one thing off the list at a time. You know, don't like, don't view it like health is a journey. You know, you, you and I talk about that. Health is a journey. It's not a sprint. This isn't an overnight fix. This is something where we're just going to cross one thing off and take it a step at a time as we are able to. Cause if you can make, let's say that you, you hit all, all of the action steps within maybe six months, think about the health future for yourself and your family, how amazing that would be, how much you're going to avoid in, in healthcare costs later, not to mention time and emotional energy that that's involved. So, um, I look at it as being a money saver when it comes to our health, health care. So, um, so absolutely that would be, um, if there's one thing people could do, I'd download that and just cross it off the list as they can go. Yes. I mean, it, it, it does seem overwhelming. I know. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, God, I have a lot of work I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I take care of them, like, damn it, one more thing. I thought I did everything already. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's always something that we have to work on in our lives for our health. So this is just one more thing to add to the list. And yes. so I have a question I, I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? You know, the most pressing health issue. I... You're, I'm going to have to go with right now, I'm going to have to go with EMFs. And the reason I'm going to say that is because if you go into some of our U.S. senators offices, they have these filters in place. People know about this and they're not talking about it. And not to sound, I mean, this is going to make me probably sound bonkers. And Wendy's like, oh my gosh, I'm never talking to her again. <laughs> but um, you look at the biggest contributors of money to our government and we, you know, this is not on, you know, people know utilities and pharmaceutical companies have a lot of money that goes into our government. And so there's a lot of reasons why people like you and I have to speak up so loudly about this because nobody else is going to do it for us. So for that reason, I'm going to say EMFs because we've got to keep the conversation going because nobody else will. 
Yeah, and that's the thing when you go into your doctor with a headache or you can't sleep or you have pain, they want to give you a medication or do surgery. And that is not the answer. There's always an underlying root cause that you need to do your homework about first. And I think EMF is a great place to start because it is easy enough uh, to do so. It, it's easy enough. Even if you don't do testing, you can still buy the little filters. We know- yeah. You've got dirty electricity and the EMFs coming out of your pores. Um, So that's a a really good place to start and see how you feel. You know, see if some of your symptoms don't clear up. And even if they they don't or they just reduce a little bit, there's another underlying root cause that can be addressed naturally, typically. Mm -hmm. And what, so what's your answer to that question? I'm curious. Yes. Oh, about, uh, about, oh, what, <laughs> yes, the most the number pressing one, health issue. Yeah, most pressing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, definitely toxins, uh, you know, of all types, you know, toxic metals and chemicals, I think it is huge. And it's something a lot of people aren't really paying attention to, you know, they're, they're eating right. So they're trying to eat good. They're taking really good supplements. They are trying to sleep every night. They're trying to exercise and just generally take care of themselves <laughs> But just like myself, when I was doing all those things and still felt like crap, um, I, I, you know, slowly but surely in my research that just kept pushing towards metals and, and toxins and chemicals, mm-hmm. I realized that was the missing piece of the puzzle in my health was detoxification. And detox is a lifestyle. It's a journey, just like you said. Yep. It's not like a little 30-day thing or yep. even a one-year, two-year program that you do. It's something that you have to constantly work on and think about on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Well, amen. That was perfectly said. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And so tell the listeners where they can learn more about you. And you'd said it before, but you can just say it again. Like, yeah. like what kind of services that you offer and where can listeners go to learn more about you? Yeah. Yep. So I'm a virtual health coach and they can uh, find me at revivedliving.com. And I work with uh, people through different, I do uh, initial health testing to kind of see what we're working with and then put them in a program that is the best fit for them. So I've got programs that range anywhere from a totally automated do-it-yourself program up to a six months all intensive, you know, boot camp type program. So it's totally dependent on what whatever people need. So um, so thank you for having me on. This was so much fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a really long time. And I'm really happy that I, I met you on Facebook and was able to have you on because I think you're the perfect person to, to, you know, illuminate in layman's terms the Mm -hmm. importance of EMF. It can be a complicated subject, but you learned it all very simply. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Wendy. And everyone, if you guys want to learn more about me, you can go to live2110.com and learn about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. Thank you.